Two men on a mission to change the face of the organ world. Driven by their passion for the king of instruments, these two seek to share their love of the pipe organ with as many people as possible. Through their own arrangements of popular film, TV, and video game music, our hosts use their unconventional approaches to inspire pipe organ enthusiasts, both young and old, and to bring new audiences to this magnificent instrument. Together with you, they will journey through the fascinating world of the pipe organ, always eager and never afraid to break with tradition. Rob Labinsky and Johnny Salimovich are the Organ Mavericks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Organ Mavericks podcast. I am your host, Rob Labinsky. And I'm your other host, Johnny Salimovich. This is episode 13, and today Johnny and I are going to be talking a little bit about our lives as YouTubers. Obviously, you guys know that you know this is kind of the primary line of work that we do as organists. And so, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, the process of, you know, writing our arrangements and what it's like being an organist in, a pa- in, in the past. But we thought it would be kind of fun today to talk a little bit what about what it's like to be a YouTuber. I apologize. I am struggling with my words tonight. Maybe I should talk a little bit slower. <laughs> Not to worry. Is there, Rob, just to keep up with the flow. Ta- talking faster than I can think or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no worries there. <laughs> so I, I think the way that we're going to kind of frame this discussion for this episode is we um, I came up with a, kind of a list of questions to, you know, to kind of address, you know, what, what we deal with, you know, as YouTubers. And so we're just going to kind of bounce those questions back and forth and answer answer each of them for how, how they apply to us. Mm-hmm. So for the first question we have here is uh, why I got started on YouTube or applying to the both of us. Why did we get started on YouTube? So I think yes. uh, I should uh, let you answer that first, Rob. All right. So YouTube for me was kind of a where do I go next um, venture for me. And it's funny that we, we are recording this almost three years to, di- to the date that I came up with the idea for starting a YouTube channel. So I know I've talked about this in past episodes, but when I started my YouTube channel, I was kind of to the point of trying to follow the traditional path in, as an organist was not working for me, and I needed something else. And I had been dabbling a little bit in writing arrangements of movie music for the organ, and I was really enjoying that, but I was kind of stuck on where where I needed to go, and also looking at like my own strengths and weaknesses and ability to budget time and whatnot. And so I, I was really I, I was really kind of getting more and more committed to this idea of writing arrangements and, you know, bringing new music to the organ. And so I was I was playing around with a lot of different ideas. I was like, well, you know, 
the, the place that I always go to when I when I go to, you know, putting organ music out there is performing. I love I've always loved doing recitals. And a couple of the arrangements that I had done, I had put on a traditional classical recital and they got a great response. And so like I knew that like that was the way to go. But I was, you know, I was kind of in this place of, okay, well, if I put together, let you know, let's say I put together an all Disney organ recital. You know, it's going to need to be about an hour long, so I need an hour's worth of music. Well, for me to write, you know, the 8 to 12 arrangements that it would take to do that, it's a huge time commitment to look at something like that and to then set, like, a time, you know, uh, you know, set a deadline of, okay, I'm going to do this recital in six months, nine months, a year. For me, that is one of my biggest weaknesses is to try to, you know, is to try to achieve a goal that has a lot of parts to it, but has a very, um, that has a deadline that's really, really far away. I'm not good at managing time like that. And so, you know, I, I started thinking about that. I'm like, well, you know, this, obviously, you know, I need to develop this repertoire if this is what I'm going to do, you know, but what's the best way to do that? And um, one, of, one of my big inspirations for starting YouTube actually was um, Brian Hull. Um, he is a, he's a YouTuber. He, um, is, uh, it does, um, character voices does got, he, he became famous doing a, um, a rendition of Let It Go from Frozen in all of these different Disney characters. And, you know, I really liked the work that he was doing and it definitely inspired me. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, maybe I should start a YouTube channel because, you know, it would, it, I could reach a new audience that way. And then the way I could structure it is I can do, one arrangement a month. And, you know, and so then my plan was to commit to it for a year. And at the end of that year, I was going to have 12 arrangements in addition to the five that I had already written. And I was like, at the end of this year, I'll have a full recital program, you know, and we'll see where it goes from there. And that turns out to be one of the best decisions I've ever made because I work really well in one month time frames. So I guess you could say the rest is history or recent history. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, would, would there be any more for you to elaborate on that? Not really. I, I you know, I, th I think the why comes down to, you know, it, it allowed me to target a new audience. It gave me, you know, it gave me a continuing series of goals and, you know, tasks that were within my, within my ability to, to, to manage and to accomplish in the time frame. Um, and it's worked really well up until the past couple of months when a lot of other things have gotten in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but for almost three years, I've put out an arrangement at least one a month. So I have, I have a nice body of work. Actually, I've been trying to catalog everything, and I discovered that I've written 67 arrangements so far. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah, you know, I didn't, didn't even realize I was anywhere close to that number. I thought I was under 50. So Nice. That's cool to yeah. hear. Okay, now, how am I going to answer this question? How did I get, start, how did I get started on YouTube? Okay, well, first things first, I need to make something clear. I do happen to have three YouTube channels, though for the sake of this podcast, I'm only going to focus on my music channel specifically. If you want to check out my other uh, channels, feel free to do so, though I'm only going to focus on the music channel for the sake of this podcast specifically. 
any other time in the future i'll elaborate on the other channels uh, but more specifically just the music channel which is johnny music now how or why did i get started or why did i start my music channel to begin with at first, it all just started as an experiment, uh, to be completely honest with you. Um, back in 2013, when I was when I was in my uh, first uh, and uh, only a semester of a college uh, program that I really didn't like, I'd, well, it was actually a little bit earlier in September 2013, when I only had one YouTube channel to start off with, that I decided to, that I, that I decided to branch out two more channels, one for gaming and one for music. And... Uh, the music one, uh, of course, the music one has uh, been a thing for, has existed since September of 2013, so it's uh, over six years old right now as we speak. And uh, from there, yes, the music channel, as it started off, was more of an experiment because I was, I was experimenting with which different types of content would work over, the, over a period of time and... Uh, depending on how much effort I've been putting into the videos across all three of my channels. And uh, fast forward to like five or six years now, the music channel has been performing much, has been performing a lot better than my other channels in terms of how many subscribers and uh, views, but also uh, the engagement that uh, the music channel has compared to my other, uh, that my music channel has compared to my other channels. And uh, because at the time, back in 2013, I... I mentioned why I was it well the reason why I was experimenting was because I really didn't know at the time what am I what, what what was I going to do from here experimenting with different types of content that I was producing and it was not until about um, when it comes to the organ arrangement specifically it was not until about the middle of 2017 or a little bit after that I took uh, that I took um, production of organ arrangements a lot more seriously and uh, when things, uh, when I started taking it more seriously, things started ramping up a little better. And uh, ever since the, ever since my music channel was first uh, was first uh, opened in September 2013, five years later, it reached its first 1,000 subscribers. Because uh, there's one thing I need to make something clear here: the journey to 1,000 subscribers can take much longer than you might think, or even much shorter compared to what kind of content that you're producing that is engaging a lot of people to come to your channel to begin with. And uh, for me, it was definitely uh, a long process and a journey to get to that part. And uh, and uh, I've been trying to be as patient as I possibly could. And uh, because I've been, because I've been pers persevering with my patience that it got to the level where it's at right now. Though as far as I can see right now, as far as I can see right now, even today, there is still a lot more work to be done. And even with the type of content I produce, I've already been noticing that as, that as long as I continue creating organ arrangements, which you very, you, which you are very darn sure, you can be very certain that I will definitely continue with it. I am not going to stop at any time soon, of course. I've mentioned it a few times already. And because of that, big drive that I have to con to produce more uh, organ arrangement or, or organ covers for the music channel. I can definitely also see the the subscriber count and uh, all of that <clears throat> increase uh, much more in the next coming years exponentially speaking as I'm already starting to see that 
with my uh, channel's analytics that things are starting to ramp up. And even from the past few months, I've been noticing a difference. And, uh, yeah, yeah, as I, I know I've, I know I've been getting a little bit off tangent there, but yeah, how, why I got started on YouTube for the music channel specifically, it was due to an experiment. It all started off in ex as an experiment because in, from 2010 to 2013, when I had only one channel, I just, yeah, I was putting up, uh, videos as a hobby for fun and to an extent, I'm also still doing it in some way though. I'm already make I'm already making it like a, some sort of business because if it's already if I'm already seeing how 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 potentially successful it will get in the future, I would have no choice but to make it into some sort of business anyway. It only makes it only makes a lot of sense that way, and uh, but yeah, it all started as a hobby. It all simply started as a hobby with no intentions on making a business out of it. But until I saw when. Until I've been noticing how things have been changing pretty quickly over the years that some actions need to be needed to be taken. And uh, and fast forward to today, uh, the music channel has already over 2060 subscribers as of as of the day we're recording this episode. And uh, and uh, I'm already getting close to at least 500 videos published on the music channel specifically. Wow. Yeah, I've yeah I've been producing so many videos over the past uh, years. It's not even funny uh, with how much <laughs> I've been producing. But uh, yeah, that just goes to show how deeply committed I am to my content, and with no uh, with no signs of ever quitting because I'm already starting to see results from the hard work I've been putting into my content over the years. Uh, but uh, yeah, I already gave I already answered uh, the why, and <laughs> I think I've. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I went a little bit off tangent, but I yeah, think I right. might have answered a few questions uh, with what I said already. But I think, uh, yeah, I, th I think I might elaborate a little more anyway with the questions that we have here for yeah. you. So, yes. So, what's the second question? So, um, the the next, well, actually, the next two kind of go hand in hand. So, I'll I'll let you decide how you want to answer this, but. Um, the, the next one I had was, you know, what did, what did your day-to-day -day process look like when you started your YouTube channel and then what does it look like now? Okay. So I'm going to start off with this one. I, this looks like more of a two-parter question. So starting with the first part question, what did the day-to-day -day process look like when I started? Uh, how did that start <laughs> specifically for the music channel? Uh, as I said before, it was mainly as an experiment, and so I've been experimenting with different types of uh, content, and uh, thus I didn't really have much of a structure back then. However, I do remember when I first started that there was a certain type of structure with the first few videos I've been releasing, so there was kind of a structure with that, though there wasn't really much of a day-to-day -day process when I first started that, because as I said before, it was more of an experiment, but it was not until a few years later that I started taking YouTube a little more seriously and started to form a structure that way, especially when I took Jorgen uh, covers a lot more seriously when I've been noticing how well they've been performing, as well as my uh, uh, as well as my uh, audio surf uh, videos as well. There was only a few uh, viral, a few viral audacity. No, 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 not audacity. Audio surf. My bad. <laughs> the audio surf game, because I have also uploaded audio surf uh, gameplay. Of some songs that I really liked, but also wanted to fill a specific niche with that. And heck, if it's a, if 
if it were up to me, I would still like to play uh, Audio Surf uh, more time to time. But at, but as of right now, I'm enjoying the process of uh, creating organ arrangements way too much. And thus, if I really want to continue to make more time for games, I need to sort out certain things in my life in order to, you know, make it so I can have more time to do other things that I want besides just producing the organ arrangements, which don't get me wrong, I still love producing the organ arrangements, yet at the same time, I also like to have other times of the day to do other things I would like to do as well <clears throat> and as such. So to answer the first part question, what did the day-to-day -day process look like when we when when I got started? I, yeah, I probably might be repeating this, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make it uh, clear that when I when I first started with the with my music channel, it was of course more of an experiment. Didn't really have much of a day to day process at the beginning because of course I was still experimenting with the content I was producing, and it was not until a few years after that I started to form a structure and took the content producing more seriously from there especially during the years of 2014 and 2016 was when I went back to college for digital video production. And it was actually really, and at the time when I was going back to college for that program, the YouTube channels were in a way a pretty a good uh, short slash uh, medium or maybe even kind of a long-term project that I had on the side. So it was actually a really good thing that I had at the side while I was going through digital video production. And the such, which actually really helped. I've been learning a lot of good things with that, and because of that, <laughs> I've been getting a lot more used to the Adobe uh, to the Adobe uh, software. And uh, I still love using the Adobe software to this day, <clears throat> and the such. But other than that, there were still a lot of good things I learned from that program. I have, yeah, I have no regrets to taking that program. It was one of the best uh, things I've done so far. Yeah, though, of course, I have a lot more experience with the music over video, though the video experience definitely does help a lot with producing music videos anyway. So, yes, and now for the second parter of the question, what does the process look like now? I kind of already elaborated a little bit to that before when mm -hmm. I said that I've been taking more seriously after a certain amount of years, though specifically when it comes to the process right now, when it comes to the process right now, I definitely do now have a structure and process of how I produce the content at this at a particular month or even months in advance when I uh, even months in advance when I plan certain songs to be arranged for the organ at a specific month or year year or month or anything like that. I believe I already elaborated a bit of this on uh, on a video that I did for the music channel uh, that is mainly geared to high achievers or those who want to achieve the lot yet they don't know where to get started. I believe I actually shared a bit of, a bit about my about my video actually when we were talking about the ranging process. I'll be sure oh, to yeah. uh, put in the episode notes for you uh, for you Mavericks again the link to that video to what I was referencing. Yep. Yeah, that's such. definitely worth a watch. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, especially since uh my goodness, I didn't I did not expect that I would be so organized with how with how it is that I produce my content. It's pretty insane how <laughs> how organized I go through my go through the content go through my content ideas to make them happen. <laughs> and I share a little bit more about that in that video which uh, you Mavericks can see for yourself 
in the episode notes. So now, just how a, about just you, a quick else, aside? There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you, you were using the word organized. Does it ever bother you that we we can't call writing arrangements for the organ organizing because the word is already taken? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, kinda. But uh, I'm. I don't really mind. I don't really mind if it's been already taken. It makes sense either yeah. way for me. I, at least. I like I like playing around with language, and it's like organize <laughs> to make something for the organ. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of context, it actually would not make sense that way since that word is already being used for another thing. So, <laughs> uh, yes. anyway. Yeah, of course. Now, how about you, Rob? With uh, these two-parter questions, I'll repeat them again. What did the day-to-day process look like when you first started? And the second part, what does the process look like now? So when I started my YouTube channel, uh, I definitely had a set plan in mind. Um, You know, as I said earlier, I had this goal of writing one arrangement a month for the first year. You know, and so, you know, I, I set out to, you know, to meet that goal. So, you know, where I started was... Um, you know, I, I kind of started with, okay, I've got, you know, 12 months, I need to come up with 12 arrangements. And I actually sat down and sketched out every single piece that I was going to work on for the year, leaving it open to change if, you know, if, if I needed to. Um, and I think, I think I changed at least three songs from my original, my first year. Um, and, you know, so I was looking at that, I was like, and I was thinking about it, but I realized that I needed more than one video a month. Um, and so I also decided that for the first year, I was going to also do a classical piece um, every month, because that was, that, that, that's always been my, I don't know if fear is the right word for it, um, but I guess one of my concerns, you know, in, in, in going off the beaten path as an organist, you know, would be, you know, fellow organists looking at, at what I do and going, well, this guy's not a serious organist. All he plays are these little fluff pieces or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I can back that up with, you know, 15 years of classical organ study. And so I was putting those on there as well. So, you know, you know, if anybody were to come along and say, oh, well, you know, this isn't real music. Okay, well, you don't like that? Go listen to the Bach Prelude and Fugue that I have on there. You know, t- you know, take what you want. So, you know, I started out with, you know, writing the arrangements. And, you know, I was, at that time, I was trying to do them, you know, a couple of months in advance so that I would write it and then I would have time to work on it, you know, and then take it to the recording session. And that's pretty much how things went for the first year. I did a... I actually had a couple, um, well, I guess my first year I just had one series where I started dabbling with um, vlogging and actually like talking about, you know, the pipe organ and, you know, kind of showing off all the the inner workings of it, you know, and all all the various pieces, um, you know, and that and that turned into a series that I called Organ Miniatures. And it was funny. I was actually looking back through a few of them recently. And, you know, you, you people always say, you know, you look back on your early YouTube work and cringe. I was like, I was watching through one of them. I was like, oh, this actually wasn't too bad. I sounded coherent. The video looks decent. My video quality has gotten much better since then. And then I watched another one. And I'm like, oh, this is so bad. I can't believe this is still out there. <laughs> So I think it's, at some point in the future, I'm going to go back and redo that series. But, mm-hmm. um, you know. Mm. 
explain well, things a little bit better. Mm-hmm, perhaps, though, if you ask uh, me, when it came to my personal case, any of the old videos that I have up there, I don't really care how old and cringy they are. I would still leave them there for the sake oh, of... Oh, I absolutely uh, will, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for the sake of archiving and preserving history. So, yeah, I don't care how old or how cringy they may be. I like to keep <laughs> it there yeah. for the sake of people looking back at the history of how the channel started. Yep. And the, and the, cause, and the yeah. information is still good, even if the video was not the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, if you want to make an updated uh, version of it, you can make it... Uh, titled updated or uh, uh, updated miniatures or new miniatures or something like that. Yeah. Of sorts. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, so that was kind of the process in the beginning was, you know, work through an arrangement, get it done, get it recorded and start working on the next one. Um, and I think at that time, I usually had like two or three that I would have like in, in my wheelhouse of like practicing and preparing um, at once and, you know, and so that, that was going along. Um, and then my, my first arrangement, Pirates of the Caribbean, became an overnight success um, a little bit about after a year after I started the channel. And, um, you know, I, I went from having 500 subscribers to having 3,000 in the course of a couple months. And so I, I kind of started feeling the, uh, the the pressure to produce content more regularly than twice a month um, because YouTube likes consistency. And so at that point, I started doing um, weekly videos and really kind of committed to that. And for most of the year, um, you know, I, I continued on with the, you know, one arrangement a month, you know, the one Disney arrangement that was kind of the staple. And I was still doing the classical pieces, although that ended up trailing off, um, you know, but, you know, then it was like, well, what else can I talk about? You know, because I was getting questions, you know, about the organ and about different things. And so, you know, then it kind of turned into the process of, okay, you know, two music videos a month and then two vlogs a month where I talk about something you know, related to the organ. And so then it became, kind of became a process of, you know, starting to like think ahead and, you know, plan out like, okay, what video, you know, what videos, what do I want to talk about this month? What are my pieces? What do I want to talk about? You know, and so then working on the arrangements, practicing the arrangements, practicing the, you know, the classical piece that I was going to do. And then, you know, on, on alternating weeks, you know, when I was going to do a vlog, it was, okay, what's the topic? And then, you know, coming up with the idea for it. And then I actually script most of my vlogs. Um, so, you know, so I would have to sit down and write the script and, you know, do any research on that. And then, you know, <laughs> I went through quite a, quite a while where I was recording like Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, then going home and editing so that I could get my videos out on Friday. And that pretty much continued until a couple of months ago. Um, and I, you know, I had, I had the biggest project that I've ever done on my channel and it was a, a big push to get that done and things kind of got sidelined and then I've had 50,000 other things going in the last couple of months. So it's been a struggle for me to put out weekly content. It is my intention in the near future to get back to that and I actually have a whole new workflow that's going to be coming into play, but I haven't implemented it yet. So I'm not going to say, yes, this is what my process is now. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of become more of a week to week thing, you know, with still the, the overarching, um, you know, um, arrangements coming out on the channel and I'm a little behind, so I'm still going to try to catch up before the end of the year. 
Um, as I was saying, though, the, the classical pieces have trailed off a little bit. I will do them occasionally now, but they weren't getting the views that the arrangements and the vlogs were, and so... I have a nice I have a nice base of repertoire in video form of classical music, you know, that if anybody wants to listen to it, it's there for them. I no longer feel the pressure to keep putting out the classical stuff. So that's that's just kind of where I sit right now. Mm -hmm, I see. So you pretty much already answered the second part question of the process of how it looks like right now for you. Did you? Yeah, I, I, that? I, I just ran one into the next. <laughs> OK, all right. So that means we can move on to the next one, which is, I'm going to start with you and then I'll answer this okay. one, which is, what are the challenges of having a YouTube channel? For example, producing new content, interacting with the audience, the stress, pressure, <laughs> and even dealing with trolls and negativity. So yes, what are the challenges that you face with having uh, your YouTube channel? Yes, so I would say probably the the biggest challenge that I face, at least right now, is being able to come up with content beyond uh, beyond the music. I I have I have a two page list of songs that I want to arrange for the organ, so I have no shortage of inspiration for working on stuff like that. And this weekend, that list just got six pieces longer. <laughs> Um, so, you know, but I, it, within the last, uh, I would probably say six months, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm not sure what else to talk about as far as the organ is concerned. You know, I, like I said, you know, I had that organ miniature series where I literally broke down every single component of the organ, you know, the, the manuals, the pedals, the stops themselves, um, you know, every little thing that you've, any button, anything that you can push or pull on the organ console, I've explained it in detail, sometimes more than once. Um, you know, and I've talked about different organs and I've, I've highlighted different builders. And so I, I really kind of got to a point where it's like, I'm not sure what else to talk about with this. And that was actually why, um, Back at the end of 2018, I actually started branching out into um, talking about Disney in addition to talking about the organ. Um, obviously, you guys know that is, you know, that is my other passion um, outside of organ music. And I actually had a lot of fun. Um, it was back in 2018. I got to, I actually got to do um, a video in Disney World showing off the various pipe organs. And I had a lot of fun doing that, and so I've done I've done a number of videos at, in Disney World since. Not all necessarily organ related. Some of them are, some of them are still needing to be finished, um, <laughs> but they're 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 there. Um, you know, so th this past year I've I've been talking a lot more um, Disney related things, Disney music, Disney movies. I, I've obviously this has been the year of Frozen for me, and so I think I've done about one video a month that has had something related to the uh, the Frozen universe. Um, then that's that's coming that that's that the, the year of Frozen is coming to an end, and I will move on to something else. Um, but yeah, but I think that's the that's the biggest challenge is is coming up with the weekly content. Um, and then I guess you know one of the other things for me is. Um, 
YouTube is a very difficult platform to really be able to engage in your audience. Um, to some extent, you know, you, uh, you know, the content that you put out there is it, it's all one directional. You know, you put a video where you talk to them. Now, people can interact in the comments, but that puts it on you know, the viewer to, to actually leave a content. And, you know, I, I have found that, you know, it's, it's a fairly small number of viewers who will actually leave a comment, you know, and then from there, it's, um, you know, it's even, you know, greater that it's something that, you know, they're actually like, you know, it's, it's an interaction where they're saying, oh, hey, could you know, could you explain this farther? Or, you know, I'm really interested in this, you know, could you talk more about this? You know, where it's really, uh, you know, I, the comments I get a lot are, oh, this is a great video, you know, thanks for sharing this. It's like, okay, I thank you. I, you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, and so, you know, trying to develop that relationship, you know, with your audience has, has been a challenge for me. And it's been something that I've been, you know, trying to, trying to work on improving um, recently and going forward, you know, and then, you know, and then just dealing with the stress of, you know, I have to get a video out every week. And that's, you know, that's something that I, I have, I really struggled with this summer. And, and then I kind of got to a point this fall where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to put out a video when it's done. And I'm not going to let this control my life and stress me out and make me feel bad. I'm, I'm going to stop beating myself up because I don't meet this goal. You know, because I don't have people going, why wasn't there a video out today? So, um, so that, that's been helpful to be able to step back from that and yeah, and not feel quite as much pressure. So how about you, Johnny? What, what, what are the challenges you face? Mm. So far, one of the biggest challenges that I'm facing, uh, as of the podcast, uh, as of the time this, ep this episode is recorded is making the, is making the pro making the time to produce the content as smoothly as possible <clears throat> basically organizing the time to you know produce the content while also about while also organizing the time that I uh, am working uh, at my full at my full time or even a future job when I transition to a different job though even more so when it comes to working on the uh, when it comes to working on the uh, organ content I am a uh, I'm going to admit this flat out that uh, I am really uh, that I am I'm going to admit this flat out that uh, it that I tend to procrastinate a lot and procrastination is one of the biggest things that I'm really trying to fight so freaking much when it comes to trying to get trying to get content out as soon as possible yet when I see that there's a deadline for it out there in the head that uh, I would be procrastinating because I don't see much of a rush for it until I get closer to the deadline. That's when I would rush. And <laughs> that's t typically not really a healthy thing. And uh, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, procrastinators of the world unite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause yeah, that's one of the biggest, uh, my biggest uh, weaknesses uh, that I'm still, you know, facing today and still trying to get, uh, trying to, you know, uh, take care of it, even though it may definitely take a while to <laughs> definitely uh, quit with the procrastination, though it's definitely not going to be easy not procrastinating, especially when uh, there, especially when I've no, when I know that I've been scheduling content for a particular day yet, uh, yet for some weird reason, mentally, I <laughs> mentally, I would think to myself, you have a lot of time. Don't worry about it. When 
The fact of the matter is that it's actually not really a good thing to tell yourself that because basically you're telling yourself you don't have that much urgency to work on them, which if you are really serious with certain goals and yet you're, pro you're procrastinating on them, that is a really bad sign that you're not <laughs> taking something seriously, especially since I've already made it very loud and clear with the world that I'm on a lifelong mission to create and grow the world's largest pipe organ arrangements library, and I need to still hold myself accountable to this mission. And, uh, yes, yeah, procrastination, I, you were going to say something? Oh, as a, as a lifelong procrastinator, I, f I feel your struggle. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that procrastinating means you don't, you're not, you don't care about something or you're not passionate about it. Um, you know, cause I, I know that we are both very passionate about what we do. It's a, it's a real struggle though. And I, I know for myself, <laughs> I shouldn't admit this, um, it, I know that I work really well under a very tight deadline, <laughs> and I produce some of my best work when I know I have, you know, two days to put it out. Uh, and it's yeah. not good for my procrastination because, oh, I have this thing. I have two weeks to work on it. Oh, but imagine how good it will be if you wait until the night before. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Definitely not a good thing to do that, and it's really it's a really tough thing to do to really not procrastinate. Though yeah. we we would have to you know really practice you know mentally to basically just get just get something done. Don't wait. Don't wait too long to just get it done. And uh, that was recently the thing with me when I know that, that I have a certain organ arrangement that is yet to be produced for another week or so that I've been holding off a little bit too long for it until I finally started to work on a little bit more of it because I basically have been giving myself a little bit too many breaks to finally get some more work done there. And so that would be one of the biggest challenges that I have, which is definitely procrastinating on the work that you know you should be doing, <laughs> yet you're using your time on other things, which don't get me wrong, taking Taking some short breaks during during great during content creation is a good thing. Can be a good thing for, for uh, you know, from resting, uh, while well, resting uh, your, resting your, uh, resting your physical and uh, mental state for a certain time before you continue moving. Because if you work yourself uh, for for longer periods, that can wear you out or burn you out. So short breaks in between certain sessions, like working for at least one hour and taking a five to five to 10 or 15 minute break, then continue working. Yeah. I, I've been saying to myself that I should practice this yet. I still haven't really done so yet, but, but yes, eventually I'm definitely going to need to make that a thing for sure. So yeah. I can stay consistent with getting, with getting the work done. Yep. And yet also um, another challenge that I have, I, I'm not particularly finished with what I'm saying. So try and remember, okay. try gotcha. and re remember what you're going to say. Gotcha. <laughs> yep. No worries. The next particular thing I was going to say, which would tie into the next thing we're going to talk about is, uh, since I've been taking content creation more seriously, especially since, uh, since for a time I was making money on, uh, YouTube before they changed the rules a little bit until I rejoined back uh, back when my uh, when my music channel surpassed 1,000 subscribers again in uh, September of 2018, which was over a year ago as of right now. <clears throat> that uh, yes, uh, 
when it came to when it came to getting uh patron uh patrons for my uh, Patreon, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to beg people to sign up for it, but uh, it's it can really be seriously uh something uh when it comes to you know really working hard on something that you really are you really passionate about and uh even if i did not have a patreon page set up i would still work on you know what i love to do yet at the same time i want to give my audience options for them to support me as well and uh i don't know if i've been communicating my message enough or just not enough of my audience is even is even willing to sign up for for patreon and i don't want to sound like that i'm baking here i'm just (laughs) stating what i've been observing from my end as to why not many people have been signing up on patreon and i really do not want to make i really don't want to sound like i'm complaining about it but i'm just giving my thoughts on what i've been seeing and uh (sighs) yeah it's it's you know it's interesting you mentioned that and i i think some of that comes down to the um you know the you know what I was saying about you know being able to interact with your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, whereas like, you know, if you know if your primary means of interacting is like you know Facebook or Instagram, you know, you're able to have like you know actual back and forth conversations. Um, you know, and I think you, I, I think you make connections better. Um, you know, other ways, and I think I think that's a, I think that's more difficult on YouTube, and I think that's part of the why because I I have the same problem. Mm-hmm. with um you know with getting support on patreon and um you know i i don't i don't i don't think we should look at it as anything that we're doing wrong it's just you know um like i know the i i i know that like the people that i support through patreon you know are people who you know have um how do i want to say this you know um, I have no idea how I want to say this. <laughs> I thought Don't I knew worry. where I, I thought I knew where I was going with it. Um, you know, but it's um, you know, I, I I look at you know creators who you know they're people who you know share my values who are clearly very you know passionate about it you know and it's something that like you know I I get some I get a lot I get a lot more out of it than just you know oh hey I enjoyed this video you know it the 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 people that I support you know um I guess have a deeper impact on me than than just the videos like I don't I don't watch the video because you know I like the video I I watch the video for the person um you know and so and those those are you know the people that I that I choose to support and so um you know, but it took, you know, I mean, it took years of me watching these people before I, I became, you know, their patrons. So, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. <clears throat> and uh, definitely uh, there is a, some level of patience in order for, you know, subscribers to have, you know, a certain trust in you to, um, you know, make them to, you know, have them decide to become a future patron in the future if they want to support your work monetarily. Besides just watching the videos and supporting uh, the channel with uh, the by disabling the ad block to enable the ads and such, because of course YouTube Adsense is another way to you know earn money from the videos, and of course this is going to tie with the next thing we're talking about actually, which we can actually transition to right now, yeah. which is about monetization. Which and I actually had something on procrastination. I had mm-hmm. two things on procrastination. Oh, sure. One was the thing on procrastination, and one was a question that I had for you. Okay. I remember the question, but I don't remember the other thing. So I'll ask the question, and then if I remember the other thing, great. Okay, um, sure. So 
Um, and, and this is going a little off topic, but I, I, I think it's I, I think it's relevant to the conversation. So, mm-hmm. do you ever find it? Oh, I know what it was. Sorry, um, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of procrastination, <laughs> um, and distractions, do you ever have it where you, um, you know, you have like you know a, a whole bunch of things that you, you know, you you are planning to work on. You know, they're they're things that you need to do, and you know, and and you want to do them. But all of a sudden, you get really excited about something else, and then suddenly all your energy is drawn toward that project. Do you ever have that? Uh, yes, I've definitely experienced <laughs> some of those before. I don't particularly remember for which songs in the past that I've been experiencing it, though I think I may have been experiencing a little bit this month, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, since uh, since for this month, uh, <clears throat> I've decided to not produce so much content for the month of November knowing that uh, there isn't really much happening in the month of November. Yeah. The, because as far as I've uh, noticed, uh, there was definitely a lot happening for October and definitely a lot more happening in December. <laughs> I do have some I do have some good things planned for December for sure. Yeah. A lot more will come out in December. And well, there's also another thing another thing for context uh there was a <clears throat> yeah, I didn't want to get a little bit too personal here, though I'll just get this out of the way. As of the time I'm recording this, I'm going through a job transition job, uh, or job or career change transition to look for a different job because there's a current job that I really don't really like, and yet I still want to transition to a different one so I can make more time on the content that I love producing and pretty much uh, concentrate a lot more time on that compared to my other job, which is full-time. Like, basically, transition from a full-time to... A part-time you know job kind of thing in the sense so i can actually have more time to dedicate to the organ arrangements and maybe even stream again on twitch here and there but mainly of course focusing on the music channel for sure yeah. and the such realizing uh now um how much has been go- what how much has been going on on my music channel and how much uh, things are um uh, exponentially uh, increasing over time and thus it is about time that some things in my personal life need to change if I in order for me to get to uh, the next uh, the next uh, stage of my life in order to make something you know even more happen by having more time to create what I want to create yeah and such and uh, you said you so, remembered that other point. Oh, well, and just just to just to finish up on that. Um, so, like, you know, if you have something where you know completely out of the blue catches you off guard, you know, do you do you go with that, you know, and sacrifice the other stuff, or do you kind of, you know, are are you able to kind of like rein that in, hmm. you know, so that you can get your other stuff done? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Can you give me an example? Sure. So, like using myself you know like i you know i i try to plan my stuff out uh, you know a month ahead of time you know and then every so often you know i will i will hear a song that i immediately fall in love with and i will do nothing but listen to that song for 24 hours and decide that it needs to be arranged for the organ immediately and i usually get to a point where i'm like i can't do anything else until i've written this arrangement so Oh, okay. Yes, I believe I've had uh, some particular moments like that. I think one of them must have been with, uh, for example, that congratulations song by PewDiePie. I think that was one of the examples that I uh, Uh think of of a particular song that I really wanted to arrange as soon as possible when a new song came out. That would Uh be one example. 
As for other examples, I can't really think of any uh, others at, in the meantime. Okay. I only have that one example when. Uh, uh-huh. Yes. And did you and did you go with it or did you, you did you like you know were you you know were you, were you um um mm-hmm. you know d- diligent about okay I'll spend a little bit of time on this and then a little bit of time on the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> oh, I think that happened with uh, more than just uh, that one with uh, okay. so many uh, others as well. When I would get sidetracked with something yeah. else, <laughs> yeah, that has definitely happened to me. I don't remember how many times though. Yeah. Though at the at the end at the uh, thick of it or at the end of it or however you would want to say that or throughout the whole process <laughs> of it, no matter what happened, I still managed to pull through it. Oh, that's good. And make it happen. So that's good. It does take some amount of a uh, discipline as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and the it's such. Funny. It's funny. I've actually been on the opposite side of it this this past weekend because. I, I don't have currently any projects that I'm sitting on. And so, you know, and I've been a little lacking in the inspiration for writing arrangements recently. And so I heard a song Friday and I'm just completely and 100% obsessed with it. And the sheet music has not been released and it is driving me insane because all I want to do is write this arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man. like, Are finally, you... I have the inspiration to work on something and I don't, I can't work on it. Oh man, I'm learning patience. Uh, yeah, indeed. <laughs> and uh, when the song that you're talking about isn't it that uh pop that very popular video with that terrible auto tune? Is that the one, or were you talking about a different one? No, the I'm song talk- I'm, I'm talking about the, the the new Frozen soundtrack. <laughs> oh, okay. I I believe I heard you say Friday. I don't know. I don't know where I heard. I did that. say I did say Friday. Friday was when the song came out. Oh, my bad. I thought you were referring to the title of the song. Oh no. No, the song is called The Song is called Show Yourself. And oh, okay. let's see. Any of you I listening see, to see. this who have already seen Frozen 2 since this podcast will come out after um the movie's been released. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, good, good. Thanks for clarifying. I got yeah. <laughs> uh, I misunderstood you there for a bit. Uh what else is there? I don't think uh there's anything else for me to say on that yeah so i think that was i think that was all i had on that was just that one mm-hmm. question <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so and uh we were just about to transition to monetization uh when, yes. it, when it comes to youtube and uh keep in mind here uh you mavericks there are actually many different ways to make money from youtube besides youtube adsense and even uh with uh, things like Patre- patreon coffee or any any subscription-based uh, kind of a support like that. Yes. Like, of course, there's also uh, partnerships with uh, with companies, brands, and even sponsorships sponsorships from companies and brands that you would want to work with or even they want to work with you on uh, these. And we've seen a lot of, you know, other popular YouTubers working closely with, with uh, popular brands and uh, companies that want to work more closely with the YouTubers because they're very well aware of the uh, basically... They're very well aware of how much uh, of how much more attention their um, you know how much more attention their brands and the, the companies can get by working closely with YouTubers as another yeah. way of reaching out to them, well yeah. to the audience of uh, the YouTubers and the such. So yeah, so so you know the, it, it when I was when I was in high school I was at an um, for lack of a better term a pipe organ camp and. Um, you know, they we had lessons and master classes and everything, and then there were some panel discussions. And this one that always 
sticks out in my mind. And it was basically, you know, on, um, you know, you know, choosing being an organist as your career. And the title of the panel, I will never forget it. Who doesn't want to be a millionaire? I feel like this applies to YouTube. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, you know, it, for some people, yes. For the vast majority of people, no. You know, and as Johnny was saying, you know, there are, there are a lot of different ways that you can make money. But, you know, if you think you're going to start YouTube and be able to quit your day job, don't quit your day job. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. There's a lot more work that you need to do behind the scenes and even a very uh, and even a very good amount of time commitment. Like, for example, I already mentioned earlier, it took my music channel five years to reach 1,000 subscribers. It took a good amount of patience for that to happen. And because uh, when you hear about overnight success, what it actually means is that uh, the person who's been going through, the person that you may be referring to has actually been going through many good amount of years uh, do, doing what they have been doing to get to where they are right now. And yep. it only it would only look like overnight success to to the uh, to the to the general public that uh, that they got to where they are now without looking more closely into their history as to how they got there because yep. true success tends to true success well because success can actually be defined in different ways a lot of people would define success in different ways that's some that's pretty much a fact uh, with that because some people define success differently compared to others though general success typically would happen after a certain amount of period of time or who knows how long it will take until you actually get to that point yeah because overnight successes if they would even happen they are extremely rare they are extremely rare like literal overnight successes they are very very yeah. very rare extremely rare cases you know i i think you could probably say for every for every famous youtuber who got there by going viral there are probably a hundred famous youtubers who got there by slogging it out over the course of years you know and that's not to diminish e the quality of either you know it's just how things happen and for every one of those you know who did it over the course of years there's a thousand more who are still struggling to get there you know so, but yeah, um, don't go into YouTube to make money. <laughs> yeah, of course, initially speaking, initially yes. speaking, we should make that very clear. Yeah, I've even uh, been also making this, you know, very clear with some others. If you, yeah, I've even been hearing this uh, from even other YouTubers as well. And I think uh, people like uh, Roberto Blake and uh, a few other um, creative entrepreneurs on YouTube also made it very clear if you're going to start YouTube just to make money, don't do it. Yep. You're going to be you're going to be really disappointed yes. if you're just going in it for the money. If you if you really want to make your YouTube channel a success, you need to focus on producing the content first and and continuing to produce content for it and also continue to make it grow over 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 who knows how many years it will take. It takes a lot it would take a lot of patience and effort. To get to that certain point, though, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't also work smart with that. What I mean by working smart is learning more about how YouTube works, how their algorithm works, and even implementing certain things like 
SEO, which is short for search engine optimization, basically making your videos search friendly. Like when someone looks up on Google or even YouTube, which YouTube, uh, YouTube, uh, ironically speaking, is is actually since YouTube is a part of Google, that makes YouTube the second uh, most powerful search engine. So if there is a specific video that you're trying to look for, just simply search. You would simply search up whatever you want to search on YouTube, and boom, you will find the results there. And that would also go with me and Rob when we're producing our content. Like we we need to for SEO search engine optimization. We we need to make our videos very friendly for for uh, those who are trying to search for our videos, instead of making it a lot more complicated for the algorithm to work in our favor to get our content out there and the such. So, of course, some general terms would work, though even specific ones would even help a lot more for those who are trying to search for our kind of for our type of content because there's a lot more that you can do with uh, taking advantage of uh, platforms like YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and the such. Basically, learning how those platforms work in order for whatever you produce for those platforms to work for your favor. Yeah, you'll need to take a good amount of time to learn as well how they work instead of just being oblivious about it and uh, just go with the flow. Because I'm telling you right now, can, ha- having a, a st- continuing to have a student mindset even after graduating high school and university can do so much for you because there's just so much that a lot of us don't know even after graduating high school and university and college. Just, you know, keep having the learning and uh, learning slash a student mentality that there's a lot more, there's a lot that I do know, but there's a lot that I don't know. And thus I must continue learning every single day <laughs> in some shape or form and the such because there's just so much yeah. out there. The more I learn, the more I realize I have yet to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when it comes to yeah. monetization, we've talked a bit about that. We've talked a little bit about that, though. I think there's some more we could elaborate on that. I mean, you know, maybe just like from a personal side, you know, I I, I won't speak for Johnny. I don't make a lot of money off of YouTube. I don't make enough money off of YouTube to offset the cost of buying music and paying for copyright permissions. So, (laughs) you know, take that for what it's worth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Initially uh, speaking, yes. Earning money from YouTube, even after, you know, getting to even uh, reaching uh, their requirements to get into the partner program. And the such, initially speaking, uh, the amount of money you would earn will definitely not be enough, initially speaking, to to uh, cover for your uh, rent or uh, monthly bills that you may have. And thus, you will need to have at least one or two or even some more jobs or side gigs on the yeah. side in order to support your work yep. and the such. Um, so for those of you who are... Um, Oh, and also, sorry, and I wanted to elaborate, actually. And the only time, the only best time for, um, the only best time that would, the only best time for you when, uh, when it comes to, uh, depending on uh, YouTube's, uh, YouTube's AdSense revenues and even from Patreon, that is only if the amount that you're earning from your YouTube AdSense and uh, Patreon earnings or already at a certain point that you can uh, comfortably live through every month at that amount that you can then, or at least if it's twice the amount that you would work 
at your nine to five job, whether it be a full time or part time, then you can safely quit and continue producing the content that you love to do as long as you are able to earn a set, earn a certain amount of money from your other sources of revenue from YouTube, Patreon, or even other sources. And uh, you were going to say something, Rob? Oh, yes. So, um, uh, what was I say? Oh, um, you know, we, since you guys probably don't know this, um, you know, the, the requirements to enter YouTube's partner program are, um, a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time in within the previous year, you know, so obviously those are those are some big numbers to reach just to be able to run ads on your channel. And I remember joking when I got approved into the partner program. I was like, all right, I've made it. I've been accepted into the YouTube partner program. The pennies can now start trickling in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And when it comes to the watch time, we should also be more specific that in terms of because uh, they mentioned four hours, four hours of what four watch hours. The four thousand, sorry, the four thousand hours of watch time. That is, that is, uh, for the past twelve months of running the channel from the time you apply for the YouTube Partner Program. In minutes, I've calculated how many minutes it would equate to, which is two hundred forty thousand minutes of watch time, and as such, just to clarify <clears throat> as well. But uh, yes, yes. So. Mm -hmm. I think that's all I've got on that. Anything anything you want to add, Johnny? Mm, other than that for monetization, uh, well, probably a few things I could elaborate with monetization is that uh, I have actually, I did manage to, um, and I will definitely uh, want to uh, communicate more with my audience with the YouTube's uh, commun community tab for sure. I've even been uh, engaging my audience with uh, the um, with the polls to ask them questions as to, so I uh, and because I was asking those questions uh, more specifically when it comes to when it came to my Patreon, I was able to uh, rework and uh, edit and uh, I was able to rework uh, a few of the things on my Patreon page, like fix up the tiers so that so that um, so that uh, the uh, so that uh, subscribers and the viewers can benefit from those tiers, no matter what level they su they support and. Uh, the such though of course it's up to them to sign up for it basically i was able to look back into what i was able to look into their comments looking because i've been noticing the the a lot of requests that they were asking me and before i was only restricting the uh song requests to the highest tier and because of those uh polls that i've been asking because of those polls that i've been uh engaging my audience to interact with so I can understand my audience better. I was able to rework the tiers on my Patreon page so that the song requests, yeah, the uh, song requests for my organ arrangements are not only specifically uh, exclusive to the very highest tier, but also spread out to some other tiers to have uh, my audience uh, <clears throat> have uh, more involvement with the process and finally get their songs their songs requested over time by allowing a lot by basically opening up the opportunity since i want to make it very clear i already have so many songs on my list as we speak that it, i cannot fully guarantee any songs that i any song requests that i get on my youtube channels i cannot fully guarantee that i will get to them 
immediately due to how many other songs I already had planned for the current month and the month ahead and the months and even months in advance. I cannot fully guarantee that I will get to those requests. That is why I have a Patreon set up in the first place to allow to allow to allow you guys to allow the Mavericks who may also be watching my videos on YouTube more options for them to support to support the work that I do by opening up more ways to support my work instead of just, you know, watching the content <clears throat> instead of just instead of only instead of just only watching the content and uh, engaging in the comment section and the such giving you a like and sharing it with others and the such <clears throat> because because <clears throat> giving the viewers choice giving the viewers choice to support you in any way can really be beneficial to everyone and the such as long as you make those choices you know available in the session that's what i have been doing giving them more options to support me and not just with the regular ways of doing so and of course i would want of course i would need to you know interact with them more i would definitely be at fault for not communicating with my audience uh, enough and uh, making some things clear though at the same time i am aware that not <clears throat> that i'm aware that at least <clears throat> When I've been seeing some statistics with uh, with how many people actually do sign up on Patreon or any other way of supporting content creators like on Coffee and any other um, ways of supporting content creators besides Patreon, that at least one percent or less of less of the amount of or one percent or less of the amount of subscribers of uh, your YouTube channel or followers of any other platforms would sign up for. Patreon or any other or any other website you're signed up for <clears throat> and the such and I had to learn that reality that um, just a small percentage of uh, a very small percentage of the viewers would even sign up for it because uh, because who knows how many because the demographic of who would be viewing it may not be suitable to do that unless they make a way to do it and of course it's up to them it's up to them of course to Sign up, sign up for my Patreon. It's a free will thing. I am not forcing anyone at all to do it. It is up to, it is a free will decision up to you. I am by no means forcing anyone to do it. That is completely up to you. It is, it is only by your choice, your choice alone that you can, you know, decide to, that you can decide to support me and even rob on Patreon that way. It is, it is of course up to you. And uh, I'm going to stop with a rant there. <laughs> I've been going a little bit uh, too long on that, but I really wanted to make something clear and probably because I was not able to communicate it earlier that I now finally have a chance to communicate that with this podcast episode to make it very clear, you know, the intentions of the Patreon. Because as I was mentioning before, there are legitimate reasons why I have opened up a Patreon to begin with, especially since I've been hearing you guys loud and clear in the comments section what you want from me. I've been opening that opportunity for you guys to take advantage of that opportunity as of course up to you because as I said before I cannot fully guarantee that I will that I will get to your song requests ASAP as I already have way too much on my plate right now as we speak and hence Patreon is one of the ways I am opening more options for you to do that. <sighs> oh my goodness, I've been <laughs> ranting way too much about this, but I really needed to say it and That's make right. it absolutely clear. 
And same thing might go with you, Rob, as well. Am I not mistaken on that? Or oh, yeah. What? Um, yeah, you know, I, you know, like I said, you know, I, I have costs that, you know, are associated with the work that I do. And, you know, I, I'm happy to bear them. But, boy, it would be nice to have, you know, ha- to have more support through Patreon, you know. And, you know, like like you, Johnny, you know, um, you know, I get people that request things, you know, on my channel fairly regularly. And, you know, I, I have I have my own stuff and I have, you know, I, I plan my arrangements out. Like I said, I, I typically have them planned six to nine months in advance. They change from time to time. Um you know, but so for me, you know, to, to, to change course and do something else, you know, especially if it's something that is outside of the realm of Disney, you know, I, I don't have the time to work on it, you know, unless I have a reason to prioritize it. And so, you know, so that, the, you know, the same thing kind of goes with me. You know, if you, you have pieces you want to hear on my channel, Patreon is the best way to do it. Um, my the three of my tiers now make it possible for you to request an arrangement um, and I will get those out. You know, as soon as I can, um, I don't make any guarantees as to how soon I get them out, but, um, you know, um, but yeah, so, you know, if there, there are pieces you want, that's, that, that's the best way to get your, your content. And we, and we love getting, you know, ideas from you guys, um, you know, cause we want to create the content that you want to watch. So, you know, we, we definitely appreciate those suggestions. It's just, yeah, you know. There, there, there are ways to make your voice heard a little bit louder. Let's let's just say it that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, that was pretty much exactly what I was trying to say. Because if you really want your song request to be heard a lot more louder, Patreon, either with mine or Rob's, well, either with mine or Rob's, whichever you choose, or even both, if you really want to go that way. Of course, it's up yes. to you. It is much appreciated. And thus, we will take your suggestions and requests a lot more seriously that way. Don't get me wrong, your song suggestions and requests in the comments also really do mean a lot to us, though I will make it absolutely clear again, we may not take those requests too seriously compared to those who request those on Patreon due to how much is already on our hands as we speak with what's going on behind, be, uh, going on with our lives behind the scenes, that there's a lot that you do not, there's a lot that you may not know about us that's going on behind the scenes as well due to how busy our lives tend to be and the such and hence why we give you guys the opportunity to sign up to our patrons if you want to though of course any song suggestions that you leave in the youtube comments and the such of course we will make note of those to be done at a later time because of course we cannot fully guarantee that we will get to those asap even though i will admit there were some moments that it did happen like with for example the Undertale songs, because I was working with some Undertale songs in the past. I was able to get to them right away. Though, at the same time, that is that is a very rare occasion where I made that exception. Though, with most of the time in general, like 99% out of... 99% out of 100, I may not fully guarantee that I will get to your song requests or suggestions immediately on your YouTube videos. Since I've probably mentioned it a few times already or probably maybe even once throughout this episode that I already have a growing list of songs I want to arrange for the organ it's not even funny they keep <laughs> it keeps growing by the day oh yeah it's insane how much con- how much content I've already been planning and even adding to my list for many more years to come hence keeping me 
immensely busy. Immensely busy that your mind may be blown as to how much I have in store. And uh, probably even the same for Rob as well with how much he has in plan and as such. Oh, yeah. And, Oh, yeah, that was a pretty long rant, <laughs> yes. but I'm really Move. glad I got that off my chest. Good. You want to Mo- say something? Moving on. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I just now, don't, yeah. I just noticed the time on our recording here. Oh man. So, <laughs> yes, we should definitely move on to the very last question here. Yes, but... and I and I think we could probably wrap this up um, mm-hmm. fa- fairly concisely. So the the last question that we were going to deal with is, you know. Should you, our listener, start your own YouTube channel? And if so, what should you suspect? Suspect? Or expect. Expect. <laughs> um, and I would say, I would say, if you can answer yes to, bo- to these two questions, um, then you should start a YouTube channel. And those questions are, do you have something to say? And do you have a camera? <laughs> <laughs> or even if you don't have a camera, do you at least have a microphone or even some talented skills that you want to use to share with the world? Like if you're really good with animating, use your animating skills to create yes. uh, beautiful uh, cartoon animations or anything like that. And uh, whether it be 2D or 3D animation that you're really good with, use your skills. Use your skills and uh, yeah, just use your skills, whatever skills you have to you know share your creativity with others yep. and the such. And pretty much anything. If Yeah, you don't really need to have a camera to get started. True. I'm very well aware yes. that some animators don't really have a really good quality camera. They just use their animating skills to get started. Though if you're want if you want to be a personality and the such like like with what I've started off with, I started with my crappy laptop camera. <laughs> like with my with my first main channel. I started off with that and I believe I even started using the uh microphone on my uh webcam or even uh or even a bit later on, a $100 blue microphone, a blue Nessie microphone that I started off with. And then later on, decide, later on I got myself a, a Canon DSLR camera. And of course, I made uh, certain progressions with uh, equipment later on. But of course, depending on the nature of content you want to produce, the number when it comes to uh, one thing specifically, though, the number one thing, if you're ever going to make any uh, talking head videos or Anything that has to do with narration, narration, like if you're reverting, if you are reviewing a product or anything like that, that requires you speaking, audio is one of the most important things you need to take care of as well. Because you could have a, you could have a crappy, um, you could be using a crappy laptop camera, but if your audio doesn't sound that great, it's very likely that most people would just click off right away because they may not be able to tolerate that audio, the the audio quality because they may not be able to understand what you're trying to say. Hence, if you're going to go into YouTube, if you're going to go on YouTube, um, <laughs> I'm starting to realize we're not even recording a video <laughs> podcast. I was lifting up my microphone that if you're going to go on, yeah, and I'm I'm even going to you know I'll even answer these. Uh, should should listeners start with a YouTube channel and what should they expect to do? So of course I would agree with uh, Rob with those two points that he has. Though one very crucial thing that if you're ever going to start a YouTube channel, like if you're go- if you're if you ever want to start a YouTube channel for real, investing in audio equipment, especially uh, a really decent quality microphone. To at least 
make yourself sound clear when you first start off with. Investing in audio, investing in a really decent microphone can do so can do so many wonders for you just by putting in a little bit of an investment. Like for example, on a blue snowball microphone, you can on a blue snowball microphone, which is at least about $50 or something, or even when you get it on sale, you can get a little less than that. And by far, many YouTubers, as far as I'm aware, have started their channel by just investing in a cheap yet very decent quality microphone like a blue snowball or anything yeah. or anything else like that. Yeah, and I would say, and I would say, you know, definitely starting out, don't spend a lot of money on your channel. You know, you you might do it for a couple of months and realize this isn't for you. You don't want to go and spend five hundred dollars on a microphone that you use for four videos. Um, you know, and I will say, you know, smartphones have come to the to you know they have come a long way in their uh, you know ability to record both video and audio. You know, so if you have one, start with that. Um, uh, you yes. know, as Johnny was saying, you know, there are definitely, you know, there are very good, um, low cost options, you know, as far as audio goes, um, to get started. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know. that is. Yeah, that is very true. I actually almost forgot about smartphones too. It is insane how advanced smartphones have become over the years that I'm even blown away by uh, the video quality that they can even record. And even the, uh, the audio quality of, uh, the microphones of the smartphones have, increased by a good a lot and even the iPhones as well how clear they sound as well yeah. so if you're going to start making content for YouTube or anything like that for the internet like for Facebook Instagram or anything like that starting off with your smartphone is definitely a great way to start for yep. sure I, you know I have a I have a fairly high quality video camera that I use now I still shoot all of my vlogs on my iPhone <laughs> <laughs> exactly you also got to be flexible with uh, what you have as well and also, there's been a really good quote uh, by who knows how many people have been saying it right now at this point is just do it. If yep. you have, <laughs> yes, that's mainly what it all comes down to. It cannot be more simple than that. I know some listeners may be thinking, uh, guys, there has there has to be some more to it. Uh, not really. No, the truth of really the matter <laughs> is there really isn't. If you really want to start, if you really want to start making a difference in any shape, in any way, shape or form especially with the content that you produce. Just do it. Yep. If you have a certain idea that you want to implement, just do it. Yep. You know, it's and if that you, simple. You know, and if you're if you're camera shy, if you're not comfortable talking, you know, in front of large groups of people, the beauty of YouTube is it's not live. You can do it as many times as you want until you're comfortable with it. Exactly. And over time you actually can get more comfortable in front of the camera. When uh, when you keep you know uploading the content and practicing it, as far as I've been seeing as well, the most prominent YouTubers that we've seen, aside from some examples, though a good a good portion of uh, well-known YouTubers we know nowadays even had really crappy videos when they first started. <laughs> Marquez Brown Lee, for example, a very well-known tech YouTuber, had started off with really crappy videos to begin with. And uh, so many other good examples from there too. Nikki Higa, also a very well-known YouTuber. Um, I, I I liked some of his skits before in the past. <laughs> like, <clears throat> yeah, even back then. Uh, yeah, even when he started off with a uh, you know somewhat crappy uh, quality videos, they were, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Even Nikki Higa didn't Nikki Higa with his videos. They, 
yeah, they the quality of the, the quality of the videos were not as great as they are today because they kept producing content that they know their audience enjoys, and they got to where they are today because they kept persisting and just kept doing it. They yeah. kept producing the content. It is really that simple. It cannot yeah. get more complex than that. Yep. It seriously can't. Yep. Be more complex. You know, and I will say, you know, I I will say this. YouTube is a ton of fun. I absolutely love it. I have a blast doing it. Don't set your bar too, don't set your expectations too high. Um, you know, if you go into it thinking, "Oh, I'm going to have 500 subscribers in a month." You're going to be very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Go in not expecting get it, to get any subscribers for two months, and I guarantee you'll be pleasantly surprised. So have fun with it. Don't stress over it, but absolutely do it. Mm-hmm. Of course. And uh, yeah, I definitely want to elaborate on what Rob said as well, that <clears throat> when you first start off, don't focus at all on how many views and subscribers you get. Like, don't even worry about it when you first start off for one year or so. Don't even worry about it at all. Just keep producing the content. Just keep producing it. Yet also implement what you may learn from uh, from uh, <clears throat> from well from uh, from well known YouTubers who uh, who share with you the uh, how to get how to grow your channel to how you grow your channel by implementing certain things like SEO and the such. Though more specifically, you must focus on the content itself, and then when you upload those videos, implement the few things to. Also work a little more smarter that way. I fully, I fully agree and uh, go by the uh, me- go by the methodology of working hard yet also working smart as well. Implementing both of those because <clears throat> there's definitely a good way to you know work hard yet also a really good way to work smart as well. So when you first start off with YouTube, not only not only should you continue to produce the content that you really in that you would really enjoy to that you fully enjoy to do yet also working smart to when you're uploading uploading those so you can see good results from there because if you start off just producing content yet you don't know too much about it it can take a little slower than you might think so that is why when you first start off with producing content that it's still good it is still very good and even more relevant these days to still have a growth and a, a growth and a learning mentality that there's there's you definitely do know some things but there's a lot of things that you don't know hence why you need to keep learning you need to keep learning every single day especially if you want to learn more of how YouTube works and even learning the trends trends that may go around on YouTube and taking advantage of those trends or even just continue producing the content that you enjoy to do, yet also keeping in mind of the trends or anything like that that is completely up to you. Though, of course, I did mention I did mention Roberto Blake a little back, and I would actually have to give him a lot of credit for actually helping me understand much more better of how YouTube works. I cannot thank Roberto Blake enough for the amount of for the amount of work he's put into the tutorial videos of how YouTube has YouTube works and even the updates to the videos that he's put up. I believe his videos on search engine optimization or SEO was what introduced me to SEO. So I can't thank Roberto Blake enough. And I know there's a lot more other YouTubers who do that. But Roberto Blake comes to mind in my personal case as such. And uh, when 
this is I think this is actually an interesting uh, story that I should actually share with you, fellow Mavericks, as well. When I first met Rob, even with our first uh, uh, Skype call, I not we not only shared uh, collaboration ideas when we first uh, met each other, though I was also willing to share with Rob how he can improve his content because I've been noticing from the content he's been producing that he could use a little more work on his. SEO for his videos and I knew nothing I gl- about it. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely knew nothing about it and I was very I was very happy to show him how it worked and uh, I did not even I didn't even I was thinking it uh, I was thinking about doing something uh with a with a sh- with uh, <clears throat> uh I, you know I'll just say it anyway. At first I was thinking about charging him but then I just decided nope, I'll just share this stuff for free with uh i'll just share this stuff for free to rob without charging him anything and uh i'm really glad i made that decision uh, for him so cause, am I. Uh, cause, <laughs> yeah because but uh yeah it's actually still good because uh we both didn't know each other well enough so it was not it would not really have been a wise idea to for me to do that because it wouldn't it probably might not have started our relationship as friends too well probably but, not <laughs> yeah i don't think he would have but it's still a good thing that i did share with him that because not many people have known about seo to begin with and of course since we first introduced each other with our uh, skype chat we might not have been able to trust each other when we first met so it was actually a really good thing that i started off with introducing him to SEO that uh, <laughs> that even as of right now he's already surpassed me in subscriber count and I want to make something clear with you Mavericks even though I may have less subscribers than he does now and when it was reversed before when we first met I am not jealous of him whatsoever I'm actually very happy for for the current for the amount of success that he has gone so far and heck who knows what will happen in the future even if he still has more subscribers than I do in the future I would not be jealous of him whatsoever. I would still be as proud as I am of him today of then that I yeah, that I would be today. Just I need to make something clear again with you fellow Mavericks. <clears throat> you can't say you could probably say that you would be jealous of someone else's success, but that is actually one of the negative things that you could definitely say to yourself that that you're jealous of someone because they got to a certain point where you have not yet. But the truth of the matter is you need to focus on your own journey and don't worry too much about how others got to where they got to because you need to focus on yourself first and you mainly need to focus on your content first. Of course, not worry too much about others because they have their own, they have their own uh, journeys to go through and you have your own. So worry about yours. Don't worry about others. Just focus on your own race and the such. Yep. Hence why I have mentioned earlier, I was pretty surprised to see how how well uh, Rob got to over 5,000 subscribers, yet I'm now over 2,000, yet again, again, I want to make this very clear. I am not jealous of Rob whatsoever. I'm extremely proud of where he's got to right now. And I can't say that enough with, and I even, I even would say that he really deserved the the uh, the amount of the amount of you know subscribers that he currently has right now. I've been seeing he's been working really hard with his content, and he definitely deserves it. <clears throat> and I would not. 
I don't want to sound too much like a broken record here, but I'm just so passionate about, uh, you know, producing content for YouTube and even with, uh, with the organ arrangements that it's, uh, I just, it's hard for me to, sh it's hard for me to shut up about it when there's just so much, <clears throat> yeah, that I wanted to <clears throat> say and, uh, <clears throat> to say and the such, but <sighs> yes, though as a, <clears throat> Okay, I think uh, I think I might have already made myself clear here that I <laughs> probably shouldn't be repeating too many times. Oh man, yep. Oh boy, uh, were were there been anything uh, you want to add to that, Rob? Oh, I don't know. Thank you, by the way, mm -hmm. for your kind words. <laughs> yep, you're extremely welcome. Um, yep. And know too that I am I am extremely proud of all the work that you have done. You have an incredible body of work, and certainly deserve more recognition for it. Um, and I know that I know that your channel is going to continue to grow and do great things. So mm -hmm. you know we're we're both in this together. We're both working towards common goals, and so you know. Oh yeah, that is very true. Yes, of course. Mutual re respect and support. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Very that is very true. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your kind words there too. Of course, we both, of course, we both share the mutual, mutual passion and the goals that uh, have brought us to start this podcast to begin with. So yes, and this has been and... a very long podcast indeed. So I think on that note, we should wrap it up for the night. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we definitely should. And uh, <laughs> to wrap things up, to wrap things up for sure. Before we get to our social medias. If any of you uh, fellow, if any of you fellow Mavericks have any uh, any uh, feedback uh, as to what you want to share with us, with what we've been discussing in this episode, definitely uh, email us with the uh, with the email with the email with uh, the Oregon Mavericks email address you will find in the episode in the episode show notes for your convenience. Email us uh, that way, and even the same thing with any more episode ideas that you may have for us. Please let us know. Yes. We definitely want to have more things to talk about on this episode. And heck, maybe even future guests for this podcast we would love to have on. Rob and I already have a certain list of guests we would love to have on our show. Though we would love to hear from you, fellow Mavericks, which guests you would like us to have, you would like us to have on our podcast and the such. Because having guests on our show can also go a long way too and the such. And so... yes. Now for the social media. Now, actually, uh, get, very yeah. quickly before we jump into the social medias, I, have, I we haven't actually said this before, so I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. If you mm -hmm. are enjoying these podcasts, and um, you know, and, and um, uh, are enjoying the podcasts, apparently words have failed me. It's late at night, mm -hmm. Mavericks. I don't yeah. know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are enjoying this, the podcast, if yeah. you are if you are enjoying the content and the podcast, please leave us a a review and a rating. Um, wherever you listen to uh, podcasts, because that will definitely help, um, you know, the the various platforms, you know, promote our our podcast and get it out so that more people can hear us and so that we can help grow this audience and, and spread our message and our passion um, to even more people. So, you know, please, please, you know, play, take a moment to at least rate us if you, you know, if you don't have time to leave a review, but definitely that would be greatly appreciated. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. And now for the uh, and now for our social medias, we'll start with yours, Rob. All right, everything that I do is Yensid Organist. Yensid is Disney spelled backwards. 
Obviously, my YouTube channel is the bread and butter of all of that. That's what we've been talking about for the last hour and a half or however long this podcast has gone on. I am also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under that under that same username. And Johnny, how about you? As for me on YouTube, on YouTube, it is Johnny Music. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, it is Johnny Music, J-O-N-N-Y space music. When you look at, when you search it up, it should have, the channel has a, a fancy looking yellow GM logo with, uh, as I mentioned before, as of the time of this podcast, uh, as of the time this episode was recorded, it already has over 2,060 subscribers, though it probably may not show that exact amount, though just over 2,000 right now as we speak. And yeah, <clears throat> that's regarding the music channel for sure. And even the link to it will be in the episode notes. Now, as for... <clears throat> Now, as for uh, social media, on Facebook and Instagram, I am at Johnny Sill Productions, J-O-N-N-Y-S-E-L Productions. It is the parent company of Johnny Music. You can, yes, that is for Facebook and Instagram, at Johnny Sell Productions. And as for Twitter, I am at Johnny underscore Sell, S-E-L. The spelling is J-O-N-N-Y underscore S-E-L for Twitter. And uh, you'll find the links to our social medias in the episode notes. And so, Mavericks, that is going to do it for this episode of the Oregon Mavericks podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.